Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Airs International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona. All right. It is time. Is everyone loose? Everyone stressed out? Loose as a goose? Everyone repositioned, realigned? Remember that the things that we're, we're doing right now are taking a very intentional pause, not to stop and just review and just go over a couple things, but to pause to be able to make sure that our foundation is solid before we start building up, right? Okay, I told you, I gave that disclaimer right at the beginning. It's going to look a little different tonight. So we're going to shift again. Um, and I do want to, again, whatever shift or whatever thing we activate here is not stuck in this building. So the shift that we're feeling and that, that we walk through um, is just as much for everybody that's here as it is for everybody who's engaging, who's physically not here. I just, I just want everybody to just take a second. Um, if you're walking around, if you're not focused, just focus for a second. Can we just... Um, Can we just submit to him for a minute and just get on our face? Like literally, like get on your face. Like he wants to speak, speak some things. <laughs> so don't hear my voice. Hear his. <laughs> the cost. The cost. <laughs> the cost. <laughs> Understand me. I've set a foundation. 
I've given you the blueprint. I've given you the answer to what they need and the cost. I need you to follow through. I need you to seek me. I need you to step out of selfishness. Don't become complacent. I've given you the answer. Don't leave it. Don't walk away. Don't leave me like this. I've established you. I've crowned you. I've given you everything you need and the cost. <laughs> Not your cost. Not what you have to lay down. My cost. My sons and daughters. My world. is waiting on your response. Hear me. Fear my voice. Walk in me. Reconcile the breaches. Know your blood. Know me. Because the cost <laughs> You can do this You can do this I've called you for this. This isn't for somebody else. This is for you. This is for you. Don't walk away.
If you need to stay there, you can stay there. There's just an extreme weight and seriousness of what he said, of the foundation he's laid. This isn't just a sermon. This isn't just something you can talk about or bring up in conversation sometimes. This is your life. This is how he's called us to walk. It's not about your cost anymore. It's not about what you have to lay down. It's costing him everything for you to not respond. when Jason releases tonight just hear it in all seriousness the difference between a reaction and a response ultimately comes from whether or not you're looking inward or if you're being selfish or if you're being complacent a reaction to something is I think in so many so many instances a um, a thing that comes from a whether it's selfishness self-preservation um, looking inward a, a reaction comes from 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 looking inward does that make sense a response produces action that is outward focused if, if I could say it like that meaning we are called to be as heirs of the kingdom, as sons and daughters, we are called to be responders, not reactors, to his word, to the world that we're in, to the directives that he gives us. We are called to respond because responding produces outward action, right? We, we know what first responders are. They're not first reactors, they're first responders, meaning they notice the chaos, something that is out of order, and they are prompted in the form of a response to take action on something that is that is happening, right? It's outward focused, it's not inward. It's not self-preserving, it's not selfish. So let 
the father speak to you as he was speaking to and through Amber on as he's as he's speaking to you take it willing to respond because we all know it's it's been said many times that um, everything that's 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 being presented everything that we've experienced over these past years as a body as individuals as a family growing closer and, and, and continuing to build on on a foundation everything that we've experienced is all by invitation That is that has to be one of the most powerful, intense, um, jerking revelations that we can receive. That everything that's that's being presented isn't isn't by by um, by a mandate or, or a control. Meaning we have free will, we have the ability to react or respond to things, we have the ability to say yes, we have the ability to say no. Everything that's presented is by the spirit of invitation. So let the, the, the things that are released, let the way that he's speaking to you, the notes that he's, that he's um, leading you to take, the words that he's speaking to you, um, hit you and in turn, you, you you take it from the perspective of responding to it, of receiving that invitation, of taking it in, saying, yes, Father, send me and move out from there. Okay? Um, last week, we... What were the two pillars that we talked about last week? It was blood versus blood in the ministry of reconciliation. We went over and for those of us who, who have gone through it, we, we kind of we kind of walked back through the process. And for, for people who, who wouldn't have known, um, we had the opportunity to, to go through just the, the history of, of um, like kingdom heirs today. Um, we got to walk through the processes um, and revisit a lot of the, the revelations that brought us to the understanding of moving from church members to to family, right? From orphans to sons and daughters. Um, we got to activate uh, at, at the end of everything that was released, uh, and we, we got to take that opportunity to respond and be able to um, really self-reflect and, and look, look, look inward, not for the sake of our own uh, benefit, but to, but to, to check ourselves on a foundational level and make sure that we understand what it looks like to be uh, to be blood, right? Beyond just biological, this is my family, this is your family. Moving into this is our family, this is my family. We walked back through what it looked like to, um, from that family foundation, uh, walk in the ministry of reconciliation. That, that the Apostle Paul talked about, that we as believers, that we as, as ones who have been reconciled ourselves back to the Father, um, what it looks like to, to go through some of those foundational things that, that um, the ministry of reconciliation is about, right? 
we, we got to um, just some some of it was on a practical level and, and a lot of it was was just on going back and understanding the things that that foundationally um, have positioned us to be able to receive those revelations right we the, the things that that have been shown to us um, that have been released to us that we've clung to as a body over over the the years prior to get to this point of having these four pillars set so that we can be ready to build upward um, tonight we're focusing on the the second or, or the the last two of the four pillars that that were released to us before our apostles come back and we're, we're we receive what what they bring back and we start building um, those two those next two pillars being um, hopefully you can see I don't know if lives gonna be able to see necessarily but if you're in the room hopefully you can see that we're gonna be hitting on what it looks like walking in him and knowing we've we've gone over these things before right we're not I'm not re reteaching or um, re regurgitating a, a sermon right but we'll, but we want to take that that pause to to realign um, bring that trajectory in, in ourselves first that may have gone a little bit skewed that may have gone a little bit to the side bring it back to the center reconcile it close that breach um, and remember some of those foundational things that go into these teachings that we received right are we still on the same page about what we're doing where we're taking that pause it's not a time to just review and recap and, 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 and sit back and feel good before we move on to the next thing. It's not a test review. It's, it's, it's a realignment, making sure that we're being reconciled back to where he wants us to be, right? So, um, um, I want to just kind of point out that everything... Um, when we, when we talk about foundationally operating at, um, or, or, or with, with a Hebrew mindset, meaning I'm not the only thing that's right. You're not the only thing that's right. And let's argue about it, but rather what do you have? That's truth that, that, that I need to, to reconcile. And what do I have that, that can be reconciled with you? Right, so that Hebrew mindset where everything comes full circle, um, it's not linear. Um, we we work in, in in a circular mindset. That means that we can we can come back full circle to something with with a new set of revelation. We can come back full circle to something um, with even greater understanding, um, and how how important it is to to have that that lens of that Hebrew mindset when we're when we're going back and reviewing all these things. Um, in order to, the reason I bring up that, just that mindset of, of things being full circle is because even tonight, as we shifted a little bit to, to practically looking at the second two pillars, we can't understand even these pillars until we go back to very foundational things, but then we can't even understand what's, what's being talked about tonight unless we go back and really understand even just last week, right? So in order to be able to really understand what it means to walk in him to to walk with ourselves being reconciled back to christ and and as reflections of him meaning we're we're walking in him he's walking in us because that breach has been closed we have to know 
right? We have to be able to go back and know what it means to, to be his blood, to be part of his bloodline and not our own bloodline. That, that, that there has to be that, that bringing back and that reconciliation of, of, of how we would view our bloodline with his. Um, we also can't, um, we also can't operate in, in a deep, intimate level of knowing the Father, of knowing heaven, of knowing his character until we've been reconciled, right? Which we've all been. Everybody in this room has gone through that process of being um, saved or being reconciled back to back to the Father, which is why now we're in the position of being able to um, shore up our, our foundation and build from there. But everything we have to really be able to understand that everything is 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 full circle. So I don't want that to sound intimidating, but I also do want us to be able to um, receive everything that's being released, everything that he's speaking to you, knowing that he's gonna he's gonna connect those dots, right? He he's gonna connect those things that we were taught at a foundational level from from years ago when we were just starting to get this stuff and we were just starting to break through and understand that we're not just churchgoers, but that we're family and that God's not just a distant thing, but that he is good and that he is here and that heaven on earth is a real thing, right? So understand that all, that all those things are full circle and allow him to just dot connect all those things. Um, so when we talk about walking in him, Um, I'm sorry, you guys. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just like last week when he kind of brought me out of my comfort zone a little bit. Um, this week is even, even more of that. Um, I'm a very like bullet point, note oriented person. Um, and he's, I think he's just wanting me to kind of get out of that and it's getting me out of my comfort zone. So we'll, we'll shift again a little bit. Before we start, um, well, not even, not, not even, before, I keep saying before we start, we're already in it, right? Um, we're not, we're not going back to before we start. We're, we're, we're already in it. We're already, we're already going. Um, but there's some things that he wants to, um, to, 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 I guess just express about walking in him in, in the pillar of, of, of knowing his character and, and what that looks like with being able to, to turn not inward, but outward and go out into the community, go out into the world and activate those things, especially with tonight, obviously last week being, if we, if we just follow the structure that he's given us last week, being a teaching night this week, being more of a community awareness night. Um, it's not, uh, it's not like a, a coincidence that being a community awareness night, we're talking about walking in him and thinking about, um, you know, how we walk versus how Jesus walked when he was on the earth, right? And, 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 and seeing those two things. But then also knowing him and, and understanding that knowing him produces uh, or knowing him allows for multiplication. And multiplication can't happen inward, right? Multiplication is an outward expression. Um, so it's, it's not by, you know, coincidence that that we're, we're going over these things on the community awareness night. I say that because um, he want, I, I feel, we feel after doing a lot of processing that 
um, the Father wanted me to share a, um, a prophetic dream that he gave me um, last night because a lot of the things that were happening in this dream, um, we, we, we really believe are meant to, in a prophetic sense, kind of bring some understanding, but then also just um, give kind of like a visual to the intensity of what it looks like to, to understand these foundations, to be able to use these pillars to build um, and, and, and ultimately turn outward. Um, so I want to share this dream, and, and I think I'll start by just sharing it, going from beginning to end, um, and then I'll. And, and Amber, you might have to you might have to help me a little bit, but we want to be able to use um, the dream to to kind of give uh, visual to, to some of the things that he's wanting to release. So um, I have I have dreams pretty frequently, I would say. Um, it's definitely not, it's not out of the ordinary, ordinary for me to, for me to have dreams that I, that I will wake up from and know, um, he's speaking something specifically from it. Um, but it's the, the dream that I had last night was so vivid, so real, so intense, um, more so than, than anything that I've experienced in, in years and years and years, um, I think I think I even allowed myself to be capped in some sense because when I was when I was young I would have very vivid real dreams, uh, whether they woke me up from sleep or or they were just something that I was able to process after I woke up. Um, and as I as I got older, if I could just kind of expose that, um, I, I I think that I even let myself um, be capped in some ways in, in thinking like um, like that was just. That was a prophetic dream, but it was laced with like a kid's imagination. That's why it felt so vivid, felt so real. Um, so I, I started to like cap myself, right? Um, the, the dream that I had last night was so was so vivid and so real. Um, it, it shook me. It woke me up from my sleep very very intensely and very violently. Um, it gave me chills throughout the entire day, and even even right now, before I even start talking about the dream, I I, I can feel um, just the intensity and the weight of it. Um, and a lot of that also is what Amber was feeling and expressing with when she when she had us just get on our faces and take that moment to 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 hear um, how he wants us to be positioned tonight. Um, so this this dream that I had, um, I was with a large um, like watch party or a, a search party, I could say. Um, a lot, a lot of the people in this group, um, besides myself, were, were like they, they took on the form of, of um, a search and rescue team. Um, some of them were even dressed in, in uniforms that you would see uh, sheriff deputies in. Um, and we, in this dream, were were making our way up a really a really tall hill. On top of this hill was kind of like a carved out mesa. But the hill would, would still extended beyond that. So, so there were there was a man-made, carved-out um, plot of land, I guess I could say, that we were going up to. Um, the reason that this this search party was formed, um, and it's significant that this search party was formed out of a group of of first responders and people who are, practically speaking, called to to seek out things. 
um, and respond to things, it's significant that that's the group that, that, that I was with. As we were making our way up this hill, um, I knew that the, the mission that we were on was to seek out um, some demonic creatures that were up on this property that were um, bringing chaos, um, disorder. They were uh, on this on this person's property. I never saw the person, but on this person's property that had become desolate over time um, because of these creatures wreaking havoc. And I mean, everything from uh, I'm just going to be you know vivid and, and, and real with you guys because of, of how intense it feels. Um, they they were they were killing livestock. They they were they were um, being very violent. They were just wreaking havoc on this on this property on on this this place of of living. So our mission was to go up there and seek these things out so that we could we could capture them we we could kill them. I don't I don't know if I really ever knew what the answer was, but ultimately to to respond to the issue that was happening up there and um, go up there and, and 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 confront these things. When we got to the top, it was still it was still daylight. So I could see the mesa that we were on, the rest of the hillside. I could see the the house that the person who was up there was living in, even though I never saw them. There were several storage sheds that were on the property, um, and we were we had just we had just been searching, um, searching under everything that we could look under, searching different areas of the of the homes. Um, but something that we never touched when we were searching was these these storage units. Um, the party that I was with, we never actually saw one of the, one of these creatures and we never actually encountered them. Um, the reason that I, in the dream knew what they looked like and, and knew what to look for was because somebody there had, had, um, oddly enough, like a video on their phone of, of what these things were, um, and, and, and what they looked like and what they did. So we knew what to look for. Um, as the dream went on and as it shifted from daylight the sun started to set and it started to 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 turn to nighttime and we had to start getting our lights out it, it was kind of like that twilight time where it wasn't quite night but it wasn't day and, and, and the sun was was set behind the hill and there was just a little bit of light dwindling and we started to pull out our flashlights and i noticed that throughout this process of the sun setting and it becoming darker in the environment that the group that i was with um shrank in numbers to eventually uh, it got to the point where it was me um, and one other person that I remember. It then became completely dark. It was pitch black. Um, I could see a faint light that was in the house that was on the property. And I had a flashlight uh, fully out searching the area. And at that point, realizing that even that last person that I was with had, had disappeared. I don't know. Um, I don't know where these people went. I don't know what happened, but the, the, the group that operated fully in, in daytime dwindled down to, to almost nothing at nighttime. It, it was left with, with just me. Um, it's getting a little bit more intense as the dream goes on. And, and, and I've, we, we've at this point searched the, the entire property, the entire area. And I've come to the realization that the only two areas that we haven't checked were these storage units. There was one storage unit um, directly in front of me, and there was one off to the side. So I just went to the, this, the first storage unit that was in front of me. I knew that because these were the only places that we hadn't looked, they, th these, these things that we were seeking out, they had to be there. So flashlight in hand, 
kind of prepped and ready for something to, to jump out, ready to confront something and respond to a threat. Um, I whipped the door open on this storage unit, shined my light inside, there's nothing. What I notice in that moment is that this storage unit is completely empty. Um, I'm like, you know, searching inside, there's there's little shelves all around and, and, and the, the ground is dirty, like things were obviously there, but everything's, everything's cleaned out, it's empty. Um, and I'm still not seeing these things. So then I'm, then I, at this point in the dream, you know, when you have a dream that's just really intense, you can almost, it, it feels so real, you feel your heart starting to race. I moved on to the last storage unit um, and I looked, I, I got in front of it, prepped and ready, knowing this is the last single place on this entire area that, that I can look. It has to be here. Whip open the door and there's nothing there. I'm shining my light inside, my heart's pounding, I'm, I, I can feel the adrenaline even in that dream state and there's nothing there. So I step into the storage unit that again, I notice oddly is empty, even though there's somebody living here and I, I, I can turn on the light in the storage unit and I'm kind of just standing in the light. I still have a flashlight in hand. Um, I stepped into it and then I turned out and I can see the open field in front of me that's, that's pitch black and I'm scanning my light, shining around, um, still looking for these things like maybe, I don't know, maybe just it got away or something like that. I'm still, I'm still looking. That's still the posture that I'm in is, is looking for this thing, um, trying to be a watchman for this thing to, to come out. I see, I finally scan to a point where I see um, these three demonic creatures. There's three of them. Um, in all other accounts beforehand, there had just been a single one, but this, this time there were three directly in front of me and they were um, kind of balled up with each other, um, like brawling with each other. They, they, were just, they were just fighting. They were like um, small little animals that were, that were just kind of scrapping with each other. Um, when I shined my light on them, one of them fell out of the, the, the brawl um, and I caught its attention and it caught my attention and that's where my light shifted to and I could see this creature. The other two that were still kind of fighting and, 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 and scrapping got up and ran away so it was just me and this one single creature. Um, I want to be... Uh, I want to be sensitive to people that are listening, but I also just want to be real and sharing the, the intensity of this. Um, the, the way that I would describe this creature that stopped and looked at me, um, it was, it was a, it, it was, it was a baby lamb and its fleece was, was freshly trimmed. It was clean. But the thing that was so vivid and, and, and intense in the dream is that its face wasn't a face of a lamb. It, its face had looked like someone had taken a saw blade um, and just cut the face off. I could see, I could see blood, I could see flesh, I could see um, all, these, all these different things. It was, it, was, it was so vivid and real and so intense. And when I caught its attention, it shifted towards me and immediately started to leap and bound and run um, like, a, like a sheep would, like an excited sheep would where it would just bound, but it bounded towards me and, and attacked me essentially. So I was alone in this empty storage unit, pitch black, um, 
any everybody that I was with at that point had left and I was just being attacked by this thing um, and that's how I that's how I woke up was was yelling from this attack I remember waking up um, I don't know if anybody that was in the house this morning like heard me wake up like that um, but I remember waking up and just laying there in bed um, with some of the worst chills I think I've ever felt. It was just, it was intense, it was vivid, it was real. Um, and you, you, you might need to help me kind of just work through what he was showing us in that amber, but um, I, we believe that the, the reason he gave me this dream was so that I could express it to people that are listening on live and then people that are here um, to kind of just bring a picture of the intensity of what it looks like to to walk as a unified front and then what can happen when you don't walk as a unified front. What it looks like to um, position ourselves to engage those those demonic things, to um, do it with the foundation of, because ultimately it was like a, the group that I was with in the dream was like a, a tightly knit group. That's what it felt like. Um, and if I could be, you know, if I could say it was like a family, um, the, the thing that allowed an attack to happen in the middle of darkness and isolation in this dream was a family disbanding. Um, the, it, it, was, it was so intense as, as even we were processing it because he was even showing us what each one of those individuals creatures, each one of those individual creatures represented. Um, there were three of them and we felt like the first two that were the, the ones that broke off and ran away represented selfishness and complacency, which we've gone over before. We, we, we've, we've discussed uh, and we've, we've gone through as a family um, how, how critical it is to, to walk out of selfishness and complacency. Um, the third thing represented kind of a different mix of, of um, anarchy, lawlessness, um, injustice, chaos, all these different things that were trying to um, present itself to the body, present itself to a watchman, present itself to um, the world that it's that it's in as this as this clean lamb, right? Think about how twisted that is when we know that Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice that He represented that clean lamb that who, who, whose whose blood was shed for us so that we could be reconciled. This, this thing was taking on that form, but the difference is that it, it, it didn't have the, the face of it. It was a counterfeit, it wasn't real. Um, and this thing was, was operating in, in chaos and um, in, in anarchy and disorder and lawlessness, and it was presenting itself as, as the answer, right? How many times can we, even as just individuals, um, go allow ourselves to, to turn away from some of the foundational things that we've been taught um, and, and, and operate in disorder, right? Operate in, in selfishness and complacency, operate in um, chaos and lawlessness and rebellion, where we start to break away from, um, you know, we talk about that, that small change in trajectory at the beginning where you're just like, you know what, I'm, I'm, and, and, I, and we struggle with this too. We constantly have to be reconciling even ourselves back to this, where it's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm so tired in the mornings. I can't, not that it has to be in the mornings, but I'm so tired in the mornings. I, I, I can't 
wake myself up to have secret time. I can't get up to do it. That small shift in trajectory turns into complete lawlessness where now we're completely disregarding the foundation of, of having that secret time, reconciling ourselves back to the Father, um, pursuing to know Him, uh, positioning ourselves able to walk like Him, right? And eventually we're just complete uh, counterfeits. We get to the point, right, if I could just be real, where we're, we're, we're trying to um, maybe in a, even in a, in, a, in a church setting or in a public setting or in a community setting or at our workplace trying to present like we're this, we're this image of God and our trajectory has shot so far off that, that even the Father is looking at us saying like that's, you're not even close to where you need to be, right? And he always does it in the most, in the most graceful um fatherly loving way right but it is also so real that we have to constantly turn back to these things and understand when the counterfeit is presenting itself because ultimately like like what happened in my dream that that counterfeit thing that was presenting itself as truth to so many others was the thing that turned and and, and tried to tried to take my life it was the thing that ultimately um was leading to uh, the manifestation of 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 anarchy and lawlessness and um, all these all these things in me that were leading to death. So I again I I share that dream because it was such a real vivid um, picture. for just the just just the the time that we're in it was such a real vivid picture that um that was that was presented to me and that i hope is has has gotten across to everybody that's that's listening um showing the the intensity of how important it is to um walk with those foundational things always there always being equipped with those foundational things always being um, quick to turn back to family and operate in that in that in that blood family um, always being quick to turn back to reconciling ourselves so that when we do go out and we're confronted with the counterfeit and we're confronted with these things that we're not having to um, deal with it on the back end but we but we can see it on the front end right um, also so that we can um well, well not even i won't say it that way but um that that dream um in 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 such a real vivid way um showed how important it is that we have to constantly be walking um in him him in us we have to um engage in in, in those foundational things like the like like operating from uh the secret place uh reading our our word, eating the word, right? Not just reading it to read it, to just check it off the list to say that we read it, um, but to really engage in it and, and to let the, the word of the Lord become our flesh and our flesh become his, right? He, um, in addition to that dream, was just speaking um, pretty boldly to me throughout the week um, 
and I know to Amber as well, um, that I that I hope we can we can understand. He just it was like he very intensely said. Um, I kept hearing the phrase, "Don't you dare!" Um, obviously, not coming from a, a, a condemning or um, like threatening or, or like a dictatorship kind of way, but a very real, intense like, "Don't you dare!" go out into the community unless you operate in these foundational things and unless you've been reconciled back to me and unless you um, walk in me and I walk in you daily and, and unless you pursue to know me. Um, I can't I can't, um, what, what, I'm, what I'm trying to express, what I'm having honestly a hard time expressing is really what Amber was tapping into when we um, kind of just did, did something simple and got on our faces and, and, and we're just trying to, to position ourselves correctly in that I'm, I'm having a hard time trying to use um, just my words and just kind of and, and going over these things um, to, to get the importance across and get the urgency across of how important, how intensely, insanely important it is for us to get these these foundational things to to really feel it and make it our own, so that when we are in those opportunities where we where we can choose to react or respond, and when we are sent out in our into our community, because we all see right now how um, ramped up things are getting, how how intense. Um, social, cultural, and political climates can be while we're at the same time walking through this process of making sure our foundation is solid so that when we go out that we're not just re replicating and reproducing the counterfeit so that we're not just going out and doing the same thing and, and just um, giving into and, and continuing to replicate the chaos that we see, right? I mean, even, even just the, the image of the, the the different you know riots and and debates that we see happening where there there's no real progress or movement or thing there's no real reconciliation or or healing of wounds by two parties yelling at each other you know fighting fighting chaos with with more chaos and disorder doesn't suddenly bring order it doesn't suddenly reconcile people's hearts to be able to understand what the truth is when that, when those, when there's, uh, um, when we, when we're able to walk out that Hebrew mindset on a, on a cultural level beyond ourselves, and we're able to take that beyond um, just the, 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 the place that we're in now into our spheres of influence, and we're able to operate fully in that, we can position ourselves to be able to say, what you have is right, what I have is right. Let's synergize and let's let let's really seek the Father's face on this and let's let's really find out what the truth is, right? But don't you dare try to go out there and engage in these debates, engage in these 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 manifestations of of wounds and hurt and um and and and, and lawlessness and, and these these principalities that are rearing their faces 
don't you dare engage in that unless you've yourself been reconciled back to him. And unless you yourself are walking and understanding what his bloodline looks like. And unless you yourself are operating in the pursuit of him that you are pursuing so deeply and so intensely to, to know him so that they can know him through you, right? The point is not to go out so that they can know me. That's the problem with so much, so much of, of, of what we're seeing and, and, and the, the things that, that are unfolding is everybody wants to be, not that, it's, not that this is wrong, but everybody wants to be known. Everybody wants to be right. I'm right. He wants us to position ourselves with these foundational things so ingrained and so deeply within us so that when we turn out, I'm right is not even a thing. It's what is his truth, right? What is, what is the thing that he's trying to use me to reconcile back to him, right? Um, um, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, guys. There's a, there's just such a, he's, he's like really pushing me to, um, like activate it, but we have to have something to like, Amber's just plainly putting, we have to have something to activate before we could just break off and be like, okay, now pray about it. Um, I want to just something I feel like we need to we need to um, press on a little bit more as one of those foundational things in the in the context of knowing so that knowing allows us to be positioned to, to go out and, and reflect him. One of those things, three of those things that I think that we need to um, pause, go back to and make sure that we understand is the the principles that megan released at one point of of knowing which is which is consistency communication and clinging i think the order she put it in was communication consistency and clinging um if you're like me and you like having accurate notes in order to know the father's character in order to know his heart, in order to, to know him on such a deep, intimate level, to be able to turn out and reflect him and not ourselves, there has to be foundationally communication. It's such a simple thing that we can say. It, it can almost become like a blanket statement even, um, but that loops back to even just being able to operate in um, in that foundational secret time in order to um, know that I don't need to get to heaven, but I need to get into heaven, right? Um, Apostle Justin has said that, has said that multiple times over, that we are, that we're a people who are understanding and, and who walk in the level of understanding that we don't need to think, how do I get to heaven? but how do I get into heaven? Because getting into heaven um, and coming from that place 
and, and engaging in that communication to, to know, right? Pursuing that communication to know is what allows you um, to, to build that connection so that you, 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 can, you can then turn out, right? There has to be consistency in that. Um, we, can't, we, we can't be wishy-washy, hot and cold. Um, we have to be so, so bold and so consistent in the communication that in ourselves being able to constantly bring it back to center, bring it back to where the Father wants us to, to be in alignment with, that no other um, representation of inconsistency or no other uh, breach or, or lawlessness or, 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 or anything that can be thrown at us or presented at us as we move out into our spheres of influence, that they can push us off that trajectory. That's what that consistency is going to produce, right? Even if you think about it physically and on, on a practical level, um, just to make it super simple, um, consistency in something as simple as your diet, right? How has God asked you to even reconcile your, your, your diet where, where you're being more consistent in the food that you're eating um, in, in, you know, trying to eat things that, that he created on this earth, right? Amber, Amber and I have um, not been awesome at it to just be honest, but, but he's, he's been pressing on us more and more to, to, um, really, uh, feed ourselves in, a, in, in the spiritual sense, but then also in, in the physical sense, feed ourselves that are, uh, with things that are of him. Um, again, we haven't been awesome at it. There's a reconciliation that still has to happen there. Um, but when there's consistency in something as simple as your diet and suddenly you you go out and you're by a donut shop or a candy store or an In-N-Out or <laughs> whatever it is, um, that, that consistency produces a level of integrity with you, of, of, of fortitude, so that the, that outside influence becomes a lot less of an influence, right? So there has to be consistency in that communication. There has to be consistency in the pursuing to know him. So that we are we are fortified and we are we are ready as we move out. Um, there has to be a constant clinging. Clinging um, needs to be something that you engage in with that communication and with that consistency of it, because you can. And I'll say it, I'll say it this way to hopefully make more sense of it, so we understand it. Um, I can communicate or communicate right with with the father i can i can just read my word to check it off the list um i can just have some some secret time in the morning where i'm doing all the talking and, I, and i'm not i'm not listening to where he's trying to reconcile me back to i'm just i'm just the one talking and i can be consistent in that type of communication and i can be consistent in that kind of lifestyle but if i'm not turning it back to clinging to him pursuing to know him in a deep intimate way neither one of those things is, is, is going to produce anything to, to explain it in a different way clinging is so much more than just standing if I'm going to cling to Amber well I'll say it this way I can communicate and I can be consistent with Amber 
right? I can communicate to, to, to her and with her on every aspect of the day. We can be on the same page practically and physically all the time. We can be so consistent in that. But if there's no pursuit and there's no clinging, those, those works that we're doing are dead. So when we talk about clinging, that requires, and Megan is so much better at articulating it than me, but that requires such a deep level of pursuit um, so that, and again, going back to, to the Hebrew mindset of understanding that things are full circle, that, that intense clinging and pursuing to know him is, is really just going to multiply that communication. It's going to multiply that consistency. And then you, 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 you turn again and you cling and you pursue to know. Um, not for the sake of your own um, gratification or your own reward or your own whatever, your, your own preservation, but for the sake of, of when we get to that level, right? We, we've walked through several years of, of, of understanding what it looks like to lay our own lives down um, so that we can be outward focused and be response focused instead of reaction focused. When, when we do that, clinging turns from that like crisis to crisis type of clinging because we, 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 we've talked about that before, right? Where you can have a crisis to crisis type of clinging where you cling when something's bad and when, when something's hitting the fan and then when things get all better, after that clinging, you, 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 kind of, you kind of fall away a little bit. But instead of that, that clinging is a constant circular um, upward motion of producing a greater level of, of um, communication and consistency that produces within you a greater need to cling, a greater desire to cling and pursue which then circles back again, right? And it just keeps going and going and going. Um, and again, just to, just to emphasize the importance of, of understanding some of, those, some of those basic things, because the season that we're in of, you know, the, the, the different things that have been prophesied about, um, this is the time to get loud. This is the time to use your voice. Well, the thing that is coming out of you better not be inward focused. It better not be you. That's not, that's not how we're called to walk, right? We're called to walk with such a level of, of communication and consistency and clinging and operating from these, these, these pillars and the foundation that he set for us over all these years so that when we do get loud, the thing that's getting loud is, is the things that he's released to us, not what we want to release from our own place, right? We talk about going public and making that secret place public and the things that he reveals to you and in the, in the, in, in how he expresses heaven on earth to you, making those things public. Well, if I'm not operating in those foundational things, and the things that I'm making public are, this, are, are me just doing all the talking, right? And, and me doing all of the, um, all of the, all of the inward thinking. That's not what He's called us to replicate and to bring, to bring to our spheres of influence. Um, but that's also not going to bring the change that He first brought to us, right? 
Is everyone doing all right? Does anybody have any questions? that we we can really reflect on our on our notes reflect on the things that he's releasing and really allow it to sink deep into our spirits because we can't I don't know how else to say it other than we we can't we we can't do this forever. We can't have like if if I could be even bold to say like we we can't have feel good messages forever. We've done it for so long as as a body as a whole right worldwide we, we we've even hit on and been so bold to say um that the body of christ megan put it so boldly in saying that 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 the body of christ is probably one of the the, the biggest perpetuators and multipliers of selfishness and complacency when he's when he's called us to operate in the exact opposite of that it's become so inward focused it's become so how how does this revelation change my life it's become so um reactionary versus taking it as a as an invitation to receive it and multiply it and send it out he's he's walked us through such a such a intense i want to say like such a long process it's been it's been only like a couple of years um uh I think in 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 this in in the snapshot of of just just life and and how he wants to to multiply that that time and how he wants to activate his body it's such a small snapshot but there's been such an intense process that he's that he's allowed this body that he's that he's allowed his sons and daughters to go through and it's time to it's time to, to it's time to do it. We're gonna we're gonna move into um, some activation here in, the, in a little bit, but I'm so I, I'm so I'm so troubled and disturbed because. There's like there's like a fire in my gut and it hurts because because nothing that I can speak and the reason I'm having such a hard time 
just articulating certain things to, to you guys tonight. And, I, and I'm sorry for that. But the reason I'm having such a hard time articulating things and going through notes and trying to make it understandable on such a practical level is because it's it can't be expressed with words. It can't it can't be fixed. It can't be reconciled through a good sermon. It can't bring change to the body, to the world that we live in. We can't operate in that ministry of reconciliation of the world that we live in back to the Father through good sermons and through good note-taking, even though that's so emphasized. I know I emphasize that so that we can go back and we can reflect on things. But even in that, note-taking is not just for the, the, for the action of reviewing some things. I'm having such a hard time because if I can just be really bold um, and honest with, with, with everybody that's here, but then the people that are tuning in, and I hope it's a lot, um, I can't, and Amber can't, and Apostle Justin and Apostle Tanya can't make you respond. We can't make you say yes to the invitation. And that's that's what's caused this, this cycle in the body of Christ for so long to stay in it. That's what's allowed so much chaos and disorder and so many of the things that we see manifesting, some of the deep root level evil that we see manifesting in the world today that's what has allowed that to operate. If I could be so bold to say, the body of Christ, that the family of Christ, that this kingdom family has the answer, has the wealth, has the resources, has the knowledge, has the ability to reconcile all of it. And there's been invitation after invitation after invitation put out with no response. So that's what I'm feeling um, so so heavily and so intensely tonight and why I'm having such a hard time articulating, articulating a lot of it because I want to, even just in myself, I want to be able to say it right so that you can understand it right. I want to be able to um, put the right bullet points up on the board so that people can, can have the right note to be able to do it, right? Um, and that's, that's not going to happen. Um, it's, I mean, I can't take, I can't make the perfect set of notes and I can't say the, just the right phrase that's going to snap something for you. There has to be that response. So the weight of, of what Amber was feeling with what she was expressing earlier and, um, just that, that, that burning and that weighty feeling that, that I'm feeling right now, that's, that's choking me up so bad is that that we we can't we can't say the right thing there you can't you can't wait for the right sermon you can't wait for the right word to hit you because it's already there if you reconcile yourself back to him it's already there even if even if you you haven't gone through a process 
that that this body has gone through even if you are just stepping into this if you step boldly into this and you fully accept and receive that invitation and you um sorry if you if you fully um activate that response it's there the answer to 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 the lawlessness and to the the anarchy and to the and i'm not i'm not i'm not making it like political right i'm not trying to like I'm not coming at this with an agenda. I'm not. Uh, the The only thing I'm, I'm I'm getting at is is a heavenly agenda, right? The only thing I'm trying to get at is the the agenda that that the Father wants to be able to see walked out on Earth, and that starts when His body is bold to receive that invitation and fully step into that level of response where we can turn from being inward focused to being outward focused and presenting that answer. But that has to come from saying yes to the invitation. And that's from last week to this week. That's something that we've, that we're just feeling so um, fiery and so intense about and, and so much. I mean, we're, we're family, right? So I can say like, I'm, I've, I've been nervous about last week and this week because I've been, I've been trying to um, say it so that we, we can respond correctly and so that we can do it because I can, I can already tell you and I can already feel when we, when we shift from the pause that we're in right now to being able to, with the foundation shored up and the pillars raised, when we start building, there's going to be such an, an intense acceleration, such an intense um, uh, activation, and it's just going to get. I mean, we see it's so easy to see like the different, um, just I mean, just like politically speaking, different policies that come out, different things that are that are happening, different situations that we're having to um, being a people that 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 submit to to government right because we we walk and live in order there's things that we have to submit to where, where stuff just gets thrown out there and you're like you're like what like how do i how do i even do that there, there's where's the what does that even mean how, how do i adjust my lifestyle to fit into this thing that this this authority over me is is trying to, trying to do um we have to um It's just, it's so intense how I believe that it's its going to be, um, it may even be shocking uh, how many opportunities we're presented with as we begin the process of building and moving out, how many opportunities he presents to us um, to walk these things out. I think that it's, I, I really believe that it's, it's going to be, um, intensely accelerated and there's going to be an, an exponential amount of of opportunity that we see to activate a lot of these things but those those opportunities are not going to be walked out correctly um, and we're not going to be able to really grab hold and multiply and and step out in these things unless that response is 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 really there and it's really solidified um so I don't know if you want to 
help me lead that or if there's somebody else that feels led to lead that response or, or however, however we want to do that. But I feel like we need to just start with, um, I mean, just taking the last couple minutes of the time that we have here to um, allow him to, to, to engage ourselves in that response, engage ourselves in um, saying yes to that invitation, in even just knowing that we, we took this, this pause to shore up the foundation and go back to, and, and review a lot of these these foundational principle things um, that we, we we really take this pause um, as an opportunity to activate right that we don't just take it as as a review session um, and we don't just we don't just walk away tonight um, the same with the same response that we're going to have, with the same level of intensity that we've had, but that it would be multiplied tonight, that we would walk away tonight bothered and fiery, um, and that we would walk away tonight very disturbed, obviously for the sake of being able to to activate that, that reconciliation process and respond to that invitation, that we would be very disturbed So I think what we need to what we need to do is whether you get on your face again, whether you stand in the corner, whether you need to stand up and, and, and engage in some praise, um, we need to just take a little bit of time and, and engage that 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 response um, and say yes to that invitation and allow him to allow your position yourself first, I would say, by asking him with the intention of not just talking and letting the time pass, but asking him intentionally some of those hard questions. What needs to be reconciled back to you? Am I consistent in this area? Or show me more areas where I'm inconsistent. Um, be bold to ask him because he will show you. Ask him where are the breaches that are keeping me from you and fully being able to walk out the things that you that that you're calling this body and calling me as an individual to walk out what is what is needing to be reconciled within me so that when we do go out that I'm I'm fully reflecting representing walking out you and not me so ask him some of those hard questions get comfortable with being uncomfortable and asking some of those hard things begin to ask some of those questions and allow him to speak to you and press into some of these some of these deep hard things that he wants us to, to reconcile back to him thank you for listening to this message from Kingdom Heirs International 
If you have received insight and revelation with this message, we invite you to claim that revelation by trading on the trading floor with this ministry. You can do that at kingdomairsflag.org. Thank you.